Welcome everybody to the Dream Builders podcast. I am very excited for today's talk. We're going to talk about purpose and life purpose. And purpose perhaps is a big topic for many of us. Like how can you find it? And how can you actually live a more meaningful life? And if you're thinking right now, like, hmm, well, that's probably not for me, then I really encourage you to listen to this interview because I am actually sitting down with Elizabeth Kingsley and she's an ICF certified professional coach tamer of inner critics and she also loves to connect people to their hearts and to their intuition so elizabeth welcome <laughs> i would love to start off first of all uh, before we dive into into purpose how we can confine our purpose and what our critics are in that with your with your backstory because i think it's quite interesting um you you moved to portugal where we actually met a couple of years ago i'm living in portugal as well and we met him, I think it was on one of my events, Inspirational Talks and Networking. Mm-hmm. And uh, lady, you've also been a speaker at uh, twice, actually, at my event, which I really, really liked. And therefore, I was also like, yeah, I really need to invite Elizabeth to talk about this topic because you're also passionate about it, about life purpose. So tell us a little bit more about your backstory, why you came to Portugal, and also perhaps why purpose is such an integral part of your work as a coach. Sure, yeah. So I'm from the U.S. I was born in Los Angeles and I grew up in Atlanta and then um, landed in Seattle, Washington for university where I um, started a nonprofit and then also spent a lot of time working at a, a Fortune 500 company in their marketing department. And it was during those years at that corporation that I just had an ongoing sense that this isn't quite the right trajectory for me, but I'm not sure what is. I really wanted to find work that was more meaningful, but I, for a while, I just really didn't know what that was. Mm -hmm. And after about five or six years of that company, I I just had this moment of like, I need to shake things up now. Um, Otherwise, this feeling is just going to persist. And so I didn't have a complete plan, but enough to kind of make one step or fairly big leap at that moment, which was to quit that job, <laughs> um, take a couple months off with a plan of um, coming back and getting some different work, but in a similar industry and starting a two-year coach training program. And I thought those are enough kind of shifts to at least get me moving forward in a, in a little bit of a different direction. And I did mostly follow that, that plan, uh, <laughs> but the wrench that got through thrown in, which is related to how I ended up in Portugal is that, um, I took a couple months and came here on holiday by myself. And on that trip, I met my now partner, which I was not expecting. Uh, <laughs> So we we had a great holiday. I went back to the U.S. He stayed here in Portugal. Um, We were on different continents for about a little over a year. Um, I started my coach training. I got another job. And then we decided about three years ago that, yeah, maybe we should try being on the same continent, which is how I've ended up here. And um, also simultaneously, these past three years been more full-time doing my coaching work. <laughs> Great choice that you came to Portugal. 
No, definitely. I, I, I really like it. Why did you actually uh, came here to travel? Because I think that's, that's interesting. Was it the intended choice to come here? To Portugal? Everyone asks that and it was, um, it was not something that I thought about deeply. It was, I'm going to quit this job. I have this time. Like, who gets this in life to have a month or two to kind of do whatever? Where should I go? Oh, I've kind of always wanted to go to Portugal. Okay. <laughs> okay. It, was, it was no more complex than that, which um, I think is interesting because in my work, one of the things we'll maybe get to it, but there's so much that we overthink. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's very evident from my story that that decision kind of changed the trajectory of things for mm. me in a good way. And it's not something that I thought about that much. I just kind of went with you know the first idea that came to my mm. head as what you say i think sometimes the, the best choices are the choices that we make with our heart or with our gut you know mm -hmm. <laughs> your decision like i really have to go there but i don't know why and then yeah. you just do it and don't overthink it um so so that's also interesting to see and i, I would love to know more about um why purpose in your work um is so important to you yeah, purpose for me is is less about the thing you're doing and more about the person that you're being. Mm. And um, when I coach people, I always ask about what they really care about, what really matters to them, what their values are. Sometimes we even create a purpose statement um, that's pulled from their values and also the moments in their life where they felt most fulfilled because mm. those are those moments are usually really telling when it comes to purpose. Um, so that's why it's important to me because purpose is connected to who people are at their core. And um, so much of my work is about getting to that and knowing that for oneself and then living from that place. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it, it's been clouded over um for a number of reasons in our life or in whatever circumstance we find ourselves in we kind of forget who we are and so it, um, having that kind of purpose this is who i am uh, to come back to is really important mm -hmm. i think it's it's very interesting that you say like yeah who who am i you know who, who are you actually you know i've been looking for that answer for years <laughs> so, so. <laughs> Uh, like for everybody who's listening now, I think many people are are searching for who like who you truly are, right? What 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 you're what you're made of and what you're here to do. Like, and this is of course part of your your purpose. And I'd love to know from you, like how how do we get there? Like, what are some some simple steps that you can can take yeah. to, to get to your purpose or to get to understand what what you're truly made of and what you're here to do, right? Yeah, I've mentioned a few already. One is to focus on being before the thing you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, purpose isn't all about just some thing you're meant to do in the world, though sometimes it's, sometimes it's that. And then the other thing I do when I do create purpose statements with people is I have them tell, tell stories, um, just moments in their life when they felt completely alive, um, totally. 100% fulfilled and satisfied. Mm -hmm. And then I, I really dig in, well, what were you doing? What were you feeling? And um, they can be stories from childhood. They can be just a moment you remember when you were, you know, walking in your neighborhood. 
And what I do, they tell, you know, like eight or 10 stories and I write down everything they're saying. And what happens at the end is that there's a very strong theme that comes through, you know, whether they were talking about something they accomplished in life or just a moment in childhood when they were laughing and having so much fun that they felt like life was amazing. And there's themes that come up throughout all those stories. And so we we take out all those themes and say like, what does this say about you? And more often than not, the top like 10-ish are central to who they are, comprised of their values, can help them get to that, that feeling of being fully alive and living on purpose in a satisfying way. Um, and then we tie it to uh, the contribution they want to make from that place. That's amazing. So it's about collecting your, you know, basically your history, like where you're most alive, mm -hmm. like the most positive stories and perhaps also some negative ones. And then combining that into, um, like you would say, like a purpose statement or so, like what, pulling what, out the what you're here to contribute to. Yeah. Using those themes to create, yeah. to create a statement. Yeah. All right. So, okay. And then you have, let's say, written down your purpose, which is, which is amazing, right? Then you, then you, then you know more or less like what your teams are and, and, and what you're here to, to do and contribute to. But what is then the next step? Because you also know as a coach, probably that finding your purpose is great, but there's another thing that, that you actually can start living it out, right? So yeah. what, <laughs> how can people start living their purpose? Like really aligning with, that, with those teams. What, what, what can they do? What are some simple steps people can take to, to do that? Yeah, well, you definitely have to keep coming back to it. You can't like write it once and put it in a drawer. It has to be something that one is really meaningful to you, whatever the, the words or the statement that you come up with. And then you keep coming back to it on a daily basis in a way that's meaningful to you. So you can get yourself in the actual feeling on a daily basis of what it purpose feels like to you. And then the other thing is to like not put pressure to have it all figured out to be some giant big leap or change that you make in life. Um, but to just look at like, What's one next step, one small next step, that's gonna get me more um, moving towards this? Um, and do that next step and see where that leads and um, don't get caught up in having to have the whole picture figured out. Um, sometimes people like come to this, these crossroads in life, if you will, where they just know something has to be different and they get a little clear on, on their purpose, if you wanna call it that, or the thing they want or the thing that needs to change, they make this big leap and it feels incredible. Um, and then what happens is that um, they're not in, they haven't anticipated what I call the neutral zone. So this old way of life has ended, they've launched themselves into this new thing. Um, but they find themselves in this like kind of confusing, ambiguous territory where this thing has ended, something else is beginning, but they're in the middle. And it helps when you're like making steps towards more meaningful, purposeful living is to expect that neutral zone. I know I personally have been like really thrown off by the, what is this feeling? I thought I'd made all these good choices and now I'm like 
questioning all of them. I'm not sure how everything's going to work. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this is the neutral zone and it's normal to be in this place of transition and to um, really pay attention to what comes up in that space. <laughs> it's probably what has the biggest lesson for you to keep you going towards what you want, but it mm -hmm. might feel like kind of crappy. I love I love what you said also in the in the beginning of your answer that you know sometimes purpose can be that big that it's it's good to take a small step first of all I think that's super important because we can we tend to get perhaps quite overwhelmed with oh wow you know now I know what my purpose is how am I going to live that out I had the same so it, it's good to start with these small steps but then what you what you mentioned I think is also very important about that neutral zone like once you were there you took some steps and then what's next right so what is what is holding people back what are some common thoughts that that people play with like what do you see in your in your coaching practice for example yeah first i should mention the concept of the neutral zone is not mine it's um it's from a author his name is william bridges and he wrote a couple books but the one that the neutral zone is from is called it's a book called transitions which i highly recommend to oh. anyone amidst change or transition or anticipating mm -hmm. such transition, it really helps normalize the, the neutral zone. Um, things that come up in the neutral zone, is that yeah, what we want yeah. to talk about? Okay. <laughs> well, here's a couple things that I, I have yet in my own neutral zones or with people that I work mm -hmm. with who are making shifts and changes to find someone who doesn't have an inner critic. And oh, wow. <laughs> um, neutral zones, so like something's ended, something's beginning, you're in the ambiguous in between, or some people like to call it the messy middle. That is prime territory for inner critic and that voice that says, what have you done? You're not good enough. This isn't going to work to get really, really, really loud. Um, and so there's an opportunity to become that voices if you will friend and get to know it and understand where it came from it usually developed somewhere early in life in childhood to help keep you safe and now later in life it's it's operating out of old context so um, it needs to kind of understand like where you're at now in life that you're an adult and you're safe um, and we can kind of kind of calm down and let you make or help even help you make decisions for moving forward and not kind of freak out at every at every move that nothing's going to work and then start feeding feeding lies and judgments about not being good enough or everything going to fail yeah mm. the other thing that happens in the neutral zone a lot um, is that we get really just caught up in our our thinking brains um, trying to like analyze and figure it out and how can I make this work and that's great um, unless <laughs> you're forgetting about your other two centers of intelligence which are your heart and your gut and particularly when you're pursuing the things that are most meaningful to you in life, your heart and your gut have a lot to offer you in terms of um, what is going to be meaningful or what that next step might be. 
and um, they don't always give you the information in like full sentences or thoughts the way your thinking brain does but more just like a sense or a word or one idea um, so it falls nicely in line with that like just one next step your heart and your gut are are really good at like one next step here's the what would be meaningful let's do it and let things unfold from there I think it's very interesting what you, what you just mentioned because we often tend to to build decisions from our brains and our minds and what you what you said like yeah no I really I really have to think what I need to do next and and how I can overcome my challenges but what if we could just listen more to our what you said to our bodies to our to our heart and our our gut how can we start listening more to that how can we get out of our brain mm -hmm. and listen more to, let's say, our, our body? Because our body has a you know, huge decision-making um, <laughs> process and, and they can make decisions also. So how can you start building those decisions from, from your gut and your heart? Yeah. So for me, having a coach has really helped. It helps to literally have another person ask me, and what is your heart? saying um and hear that answer of course i can you know journal about those same questions what does my heart have to say what does my gut have to say which helps but having um a trained professional to kind of hear that and pull some of that information out of you um, i found really helpful um, another thing is just recognizing that each of those centers of intelligence they speak differently um so it, it's like just a learning that when i know i'm in my head when i'm hearing a lot and it's really loud um and so i i can learn to recognize oh that's all head i'm going to be quiet and maybe even just like put my hands right here and try to feel like what this part of me is saying or wanting right now um because your heart is is more of like a still small voice or like needs some quiet to really be heard so it's it's putting some sort of practice into your life where you are quiet and you know that's different for everyone some people find that while they're running or walking some people find that while they're doing the dishes some people um have a really great meditation practice that they do and that's where they connect um, but so whatever your way is of, of getting quiet and going there um and then gut gut answers like just knowing how that part speaks the gut is very like instinct based um and so it it really usually doesn't have a lot to say per se it's usually like a very strong feeling or maybe like one word like don't do it or i guess that's three words but you know what i mean like yes no stop um and that and just knowing that like oh my gut is is saying whatever it's saying it will be like a quick thing and learning to to listen for the different ways of the different parts of you speak if you will yeah i think that that's gold cool. and i also would like to go back to to what you said earlier before we talked about decision making from your from your gut you you said like if we're in a neutral zone and you know you want to make those steps to have a more meaningful life and 
and think more about your contribution. But we tend to have these thoughts that we are perhaps not good enough or mm-hmm. how do we get out from there? Oh, how do you get out from there? We've sort of started to talk about how you get out from there. Um, I wish I could tell you that it was like a magic wand or like a special pill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like a one and done. Um, and you'll never be in that place again of, of second guessing yourself or feeling not good enough. But um, my experience tells me that it's more of a practice of recognizing when that voice is showing up and um, learning to pause and shift to a different way of thinking. Um, Learning to recognize when that, that that voice usually doesn't tell the truth and to be able to say like, thank you for your concern. I know that this is true and, and the truth is almost always you are good enough, you do have what it takes, or maybe this learning or this experience could help you get what you, what you need to keep moving forward. Um, so it's a, it's a practice of paying attention to that, those sneaky voices. Um, and they are sneaky, they use your greatest strengths um, against you so like if you're a really empathetic person um they might overuse your empathy and tell you that you have to take care of this person and you have to say yes to all these requests and please and please and please because you care so much about everyone um and suddenly you've sabotaged your own um honoring of yourself and what's important to you because that that sneaky little voice was um, taking one of your greatest strengths, which is being an empathetic person in the world and kind of overusing it. Um, so it's just looking out for stuff like that and, and learning what your particular critic or self-saboteur, whatever you want to call it, what its way of most often getting to you is. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think we all have those what you said, those sneaky voices inside, right? They can be very sneaky. <laughs> yeah, they are sneaky, but getting to know them. One of the ones, is it useful if I tell you one of mine that I Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. had to work on? Um, one of mine is this like stickler voice, if you will, who sees things very black and white, like right decision, wrong decision. You have to get this completely perfect or don't do it at all. Um, and when I start believing that, I, I forget or like don't see the perspective that like, actually, there's 20 right ways to do this task. Or actually, there's, you know, 50 next steps I could take right now to move me towards what I want. Because that stickler voice is saying you have to choose the exact right one and you don't want to mess it up. And so I really had to catch that one whose underlying intention like wants me to be successful. That's why it's sneaky, (laughs) but it's telling me I have to be perfect in order to move forward. Um, So when I catch that, I can open up a lot more options for myself and take some of the pressure off and like 
keep stepping forward, which is what we all want, I think. Yeah, definitely. I, I recognize what you say because I also have many of these voices inside, inside my head. Yeah, we all do. Ask anyone. It's like, what's your say today? <laughs> Especially when it comes about, you know, starting new projects or so, like, for example, this podcast, I wanted to do that for a very long time. And then you have all these voices in your head, like, yeah, maybe next year, or are you ready for it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, holding me off to start things. And what was it? What was its lie? Because they're always lying and making you believe it like it's the truth. Mm -hmm. What was its lie about the podcast? The lie about the podcast. Um, am I fully capable of doing it or so? something like this? I think that would be the lie because I think I am, I am capable and I like to have these conversations. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, these kind of things. So that's, that, that's interesting that that comes up. And <clears throat> you also said like, okay, so what are then the next steps, right? How can we um, keep momentum to, okay, we are aware of these, these inner voices, but we also know what our purpose is. How can we keep having momentum to, to, to live our purpose uh, on a daily basis? Because I think that's super important and not see it as something that, you know, this is something that we're going to contribute to only in 10 or 15 years from now, right? Yeah. You definitely have to make it a daily thing. So what's going to have me today um like we've mentioned taking that step but also feeling that feeling of fulfillment um so it's picking or starting to know ways that in a given day you can feel feel fulfillment and satisfaction and and also forward movement and finding like your way of doing that on a daily basis so that so yeah that you are doing it right now um, and every day as you're moving towards the thing. Because um, if you don't find daily fulfillment and satisfaction by the time you get to whatever the end goal is, you won't be satisfied there either. We have to learn daily how to find meaning, fulfillment, and satisfaction while we're pursuing our things. Um, otherwise, everything we take off the box will just be a, oh, this is kind of disappointing. What's next? Um, so that yep. presence in what is right now and that it is enough and there's a lot of joy to be had in each day. I think like one of the things that also helped me a lot was by um, getting out of outside of my comfort zone and not like huge big steps but like small steps you know. <laughs> simple small steps to, to get out of, out of side of my comfort zone so that I can keep growing and keep working towards my, my real big purpose. And you can start living out your purpose on a, on a small basis and then right. do that every single day. I think that's, that's super important. So yeah, I, I would love to know more about, about, um, about your work, mm -hmm. like what you're doing as a coach. I think it's also cool for people to know like, um, what kind of work you're doing and then how they can approach you. So. Sure. Yeah. Well, as you might be able to tell, I do um, work with people in transition. So something in their life is ended either by choice or circumstance. Um, and they're on their way to a new beginning. Again, sometimes they know what it is. Sometimes they don't. 
But I often work with people in the middle where things are kind of ambiguous and scary, confusing. Also, as we talked about, like full of opportunity for growth and learning. So I meet people there, um, both personally and also like in a corporate professional life. And people find themselves in the in-between stages. Um, and then I also do a lot of work with um, like inner critic and self-sabotaging and, and um, asking questions to help people really get to know the thing, the voice I call it, or the self that's most frequently derailing them. Um, and then we work together with some, some ways to speak to that part of ourselves differently, retrain that part of ourselves um, to not take over, but to just be a smaller voice and listen to a different, more wise part of ourselves on a more consistent basis. Um, yeah. Thank you for your insights. I think what, what I like the most from this conversation is that, you know, purpose is not something that just happens overnight. Um, yeah. We need to start working on it on a daily basis, so, especially when, when we are in a transition. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a, a roundup or a wrap up. I would love to know um, for any person that is perhaps um, in a professional job right now and they are perhaps stuck, they want to get unstuck. They want to get to this more meaningful life and find more fulfillment and, and like satisfaction. What is one tip? Um, or one advice that you can give right now for them so that they can start understanding better who they, you know, who they are and, and they can start living out what truly matters to them. I would say clarify your values. So I have one on my website, a values worksheet. There's lots of stuff out there in the world. Um, find a way to get really clear on what your top five-ish values are. Um, that's a way of saying like what is most important to you in life. Um, and get really clear on what that is and then take a look at your current circumstances and find out which of those five things you're honoring well and maybe which you're honoring not so well and that the ones you're maybe not honoring so well are, are probably a clue um, to what you could add into your life or what change you might need to make um, to be able to honor that thing that's really important to you more fully. That would be my, my number one first step if you're feeling like something's not quite right here. <laughs> it's a good one, thank you. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you would like to, to share in this, in this conversation before we round up? Yeah, and it's related to what you are doing in the world. Mm -hmm. And that is that, um, this this idea of like pursuing meaning, pursuing purpose, it's really much easier in community. Um, it's not, I don't think we're meant to do it alone. <laughs> um, so whether it's, it's events or small groups or friends or people um, that you just know who are also looking for this in their life, like it's, it's important to share. Um, have people that know what's most important to you and you know what's most important to them so you can help each other kind of keep moving and pushing forward. So find, find community around this and don't think of it as just an individual job. 
I love what you said because that also has been such a big part of my journey. So in helping to understand like what my purpose is and especially how I can start aligning with it and living it out. So to become part of communities of like-minded people who are having those kind of same interests and who are encouraging you, encouraging you and uplifting you on a daily basis to, to really support you in the realization of you know your dreams and, and your legacy. So I think that's one of the success factors as well. So and people you. who you can say out loud to, hey, my inner critic is telling me this this week. Like, yes, open sharing. Really powerful when you can tell someone else, this is what this voice is telling me. As soon as you say it out loud, it loses some of its power. The other person can usually, you know, give you a piece of truth versus whatever lie you've been believing in your head. So that community can really help a lot yeah so elizabeth where can people find you i know on your website elizabethkingsley.com right yeah elizabeth with an s kingsley.com and uh, i'm also on instagram and linkedin um those are the probably the best places to find me yeah awesome and i would suggest to everybody listening perhaps you told about the value sheet right so for everybody that's um stuck right now who wants to find more meaning in their life um, and want to find a little bit more enrichment of you know what your central teams in your life are going to be perhaps go to the website of of elizabeth and download that uh, that value sheet that can be very very helpful to take those first steps to to, to get unstuck and, and find more meaning in your life go for it and then elizabeth i am very thankful for this conversation for your time and obviously I'm gonna follow your work in the coming years, like I've been following your work already. So yeah, thank you very much for this conversation and um, I'm looking forward to, to see you soon. All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. And to the listeners, thank you all for listening and I'm hoping to see you back soon. Cheers. All right, cheers. <laughs>